Oh, boys and girls, we're here at the top of an Italian mountain with Mr. Josh Carlson. Josh, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you're about. So my name's Josh Carlson. I'm uh, originally from Australia. I currently live in uh, Vancouver, BC. And at the end of 2017, I'm moving back to Australia to my hometown of Wollongong, which is on the uh, east coast, about an hour south of Sydney. All right. And uh, how old are you? What do you do for a living? Yeah, so uh, I'm 31 years old, born in 1986. Uh, I'm a professional mountain bike rider for the Giant Factory Off-Road Team. And uh, I turned pro in... I guess kind of 2012, 2013. 2012, I'll, I come to come to America with a support ride with Giant. And then 2013, I was a full factory athlete for the uh, the beginning of the Enduro World Series. So, and before that, you were into cross country, right? Yep. So before that, I started racing cross country in. Uh, I started riding mountain bikes in 2006. Started racing cross country in 2007, and uh, yeah, I got into the cross country scene. Got into the skinny salad diet and uh, started chasing that and in 2010 i went to europe to race the world cups and uh i guess i had some ambitions of trying to make the 2012 olympics in london for cross country um didn't quite play the political game right and uh while i was in europe i also heard about super d's in america and the cross country scene in america and it seemed a lot more fun and i guess i kind of followed my my heart a little bit more and uh, yeah, I moved to Colorado in 2011 and raced a bunch of pro XCTs in, in Texas, uh, uh, all over the place in America. And uh, then I also heard about the Ashland Super D, uh, the Downeyville Classic race. Um, raced those, did well, had a, more plans to head to Crankworks for my first time and was trying to line up bikes and gear and head up for this enduro thing. And then uh, axed myself in a bike park in Colorado, and that was the end of that year. <laughs> then uh, 2012, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, uh, was sitting at a football match in Sydney, and uh, a couple of beers, talking about life's biggest decisions, as you do, and decided to move to Canada to give the dream another crack. And uh, I had some unfinished business, and we moved to Vancouver in, in 2012 and tried to tried to chase the dream, tried to become a uh, professional athlete and uh, try and get a full-time contract with, with Giant. That's where my contacts were, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Worked out nicely. So uh, I guess uh, it's sort of unusual to have a full cross-country background and come into Enduro, especially when the Enduro World Series was sort of kicking off. It was all about, oh, this is going to be like a retirement home for downhillers. And um, so, so, you know, you obviously had to, I guess, step up your game a bit, sort of in the sort of technical riding and whatnot, but that wasn't, that wasn't too much to, to deal with. How, how did you find that? No, it was definitely it was definitely an eye opener racing enduro. Um, prior to 2012, I'd never ridden a bike bigger than four inches. So I'd ridden a giant anthem. Um, I guess in 20 in 2006, I had a hardtail, a $500 Diamondback Outlook Sport. <laughs> Totaled that. Uh, 2007, I bought a giant anthem, and then uh, that was the that was the only bike I've ever purchased myself. Um, after that, I started to do well through my local local shop, Giant Bicycles Australia supplied me with hardtails when I got into the cross-country scene and and uh, yeah I, prior to cross-country I raced national motocross and supercross in Australia um, so it's definitely a weird segue to yeah. go from motocross supercross to cross-country and then enduro like it's, it comes up a lot people say why didn't you race downhill and I hung out with Emil Cavalier a lot and uh, traveled around Australia racing with him and I always hung out with the downhillers like Will Richberth and Josh Button and, and Emil and and Rando and all those guys and same deal they all thought like 
why are you racing cross country? And we'd go trail riding together when I was supposed to be riding the cross country course. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. The riding was on the wall already. But yeah, 2013 come about and um, I, I was such a greenhorn. <laughs> Going to that first race in Punta and uh, I kind of had a bit of confidence from 2012. I won the, the Oregon Enduro Series in America. Um, I did pretty well in the North American Enduro Tour Series. Yep. Uh, a bunch of mechanicals and a bunch of... Uh, just bad luck in a few big races hurt me a lot there and then yeah rocked up to Punta Alla and just went for it <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really technically that good then or strong but I was super fit and uh, had a really good ability of just hitting that switch and going crazy <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so it worked out I think I was ninth or 10th there at the first race and I had a couple of top 5 uh-huh. stage results I had a couple of real shitty stage results um and yeah, the, after that, I guess that greenhorn ability really took over. We went to France, and uh, I thought I was going pretty good. And then I come to Europe for the first time and realized I was not. <laughs> All that other stuff that I hadn't worked on really shone through. So I was 29th after the first day at round two in Val de Los. And the second day, I woke up like a bullet a gate, and I sent it down one of these hills. And I thought the trail turned, I thought the trail dropped down and come up the other side of this grassy hill. But it actually turned right and an avalanche had taken out the original trail. So what I was looking at was the trail, but in the middle was an avalanche <laughs> from the winter or from whatever. Anyway, I hucked this tree stump, this like three foot high tree stump, and on the other side was like a 15 foot drop oh, into a lounge room size area full of, full of uh, boulders. And it was a, an abrupt stop to the ground that I, uh, my elbow, ribs and leg broke my fall. And also, I didn't break my leg, but I broke everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was gnarly. So that was, that just took me out and uh-huh. that, that was a weird scenario too because it was Val de Los and then straight to um, straight into I think uh, the next French race in Val d'Isère I think or Leger or I can't remember where the next race was it, that next week because I was drugged up in a French <laughs> hospital <laughs> so I kind of just disappeared right you know I, I kind of I guess I hit the scene pretty abruptly in, in round one and everyone's like who is this ginger Aussie kid like, <laughs> yeah. this is bizarre and I was starting like 86 right so I remember meeting Chris Ball and my team manager Joe Stubb we went and saw him and we're like hey man is there any chance I can start higher like Curtis Keane starting in the 20s and yeah I've been racing against Curtis and yeah. we've been beating each other and can, is there any chance I can start with him and it was just not possible right so Chris is like look you, you can be one of the guys to run a helmet cam and we can see how many guys you pass. So I think every stage I passed about four or five dudes. Right. And uh, after the first two stages, everyone was really awesome. And right. at the time, I think I was around Damien Oton and, and Brian Renier, uh-huh. I think. I think they were like behind me or just in front of me. Or, uh-huh. So anyway, it's funny now looking back at that. Right. Um, so yeah, I had a good first race and second race, poof, I just disappeared. Right. And I didn't even see anybody when I come down. I got taken down the hill on a four-wheel drive ambulance uh, yeah. and just went straight to the hospital. My team met me there. Then I got um, ambulance to the next hospital because we needed further x-rays and the hospital I was at didn't have the stuff to right. figure out what was broken in my yeah, yeah. left side. So uh, yeah, poof, 2013, I just disappeared. Right. <laughs> and I didn't come back till 2014. Uh-huh. And then it continues again. Then, yeah. then 2014, I went to Chile. Full, all guns blazing, spent all winter training, preparing. I've got this, trying to fix all my wrongs. Went to Chile, first day of practice, it was wild and sandy, and you come yeah. down this mountainside, and I was like, I got this. Yeah. And I sent it, and all of a sudden I hit the deck doing 70 <laughs> on a, the side of a volcano, and 
again, come to a, an abrupt halt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't break anything this time, but I'd still spent the night in a Chilean hospital and separated my AC, smoked my leg, and and then uh, I had to calm down a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rest of the year, I uh, the rest of 2014, I just spent the year trying to finish races. Yeah. Figuring out how to do this stuff because yeah. I, I was just too crazy. Right, right, right. And then 2015, I guess, was a similar scenario. We sat down with our team and Joe and my other team manager, Frank, Star- Frank Trotter, was like, dude, we need you to finish. Just finish. Right. And right. we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess 2015 was the year at Crankworks that I won a bunch of stages yeah. and flattered the final one. Right, right, right. So uh, as much as that yeah, year you were was, on for winning that race, right? That, yeah, yeah, I was winning. Yeah, the, leading into the final stage, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 I had a big lead heading yeah, yeah. to the final stage. Yeah, we first remember. corner. <laughs> yeah, we remember. <laughs> it was all over. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah. that's the year you ended up the tenth overall. That was the year I ended up twelfth overall. Twelfth. So that was a good comeback. And yeah. Then 2016, um, I felt like I finally had my shit together. Yeah. You know, we had a. Um, I'd been doing it for a few years now, and I'd yeah. finished a bunch of races and stopped hitting the ground, and I had the confidence from Whistler and had a confidence from a bunch of. You know, top five, top ten stage results, and yeah. uh, 2016 was a was a solid, solid year. Come back to Crankworks again after a few good results throughout the season, and uh, yeah, I put myself in a really good position to be up there battling, and then um, yeah, ended up third on the podium, so it was a good yeah, bit yeah. of redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, man, here we are, 2017, and it couldn't be couldn't be further from last year. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've hit the deck so many times, but not big crashes, just yeah. dumb crashes. And yeah. I missed the first two races mm-hmm. um, of the season waiting for the birth of our, our baby girl. Okay. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, the day before she was born, I had a huge crash on the shore and cartwheeled down one of the one of the trails on the North Shore there and, and um, smoked my knee. I didn't break anything or tear anything, but it went to the point of that. Right. And I, I didn't really give it much notice, much mm-hmm. really thought, because it wasn't broken, wasn't torn, just right. stop being a pussy. Yeah, be yeah. <laughs> anyway, eight weeks on, and it was still an issue. It was still fat. I couldn't pick it up off the ground. I uh-huh. could pedal, but I couldn't jump on it. Right. And, uh, yeah, rocked up to Portugal, and, man, I was off the back. Yeah. I just freaked out in the rain. I didn't yeah. have any confidence, and I, I really didn't give my knee any credit. Right. And then uh, that was a really big wake-up call. Mm. You know, I spent all summer preparing for yeah. Rotorua, and I had this same deal. I was better in every single way. Yeah. Stronger, fitter, faster, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Then you hit the deck a couple of times, so I had the same mentality, but yeah. my body had started to decline. And uh, Right. And then, uh, yeah, here we are. At the time, I was happily distracted with our baby girl and being home with the family, yeah. so it was... That was really cool. Those are good days too, man. It was perfect. Yeah, that was that was my saving grace for sure. And uh, I, I don't regret any of that time whatsoever. Um, so t- tell us a little bit just about off-season pre- preparation. What's it look like for you guys? I mean, what, what sort of level of athleticism and, and formal training are you at uh, to, to sort of do these top tens in a, yeah. uh, on the world-class enduro scene? Man, it really, it really takes a lot now. To crack the top ten, you really have to piece it all together. Um, I think the Enduro World Series has really lifted its game this year especially. It's lifted every year since 2013. But last year, a couple of guys really were a step above. I think Richie and Martin last year were a real step above everybody else. Whereas this year, there's a whole smattering of people mm. who are up there. Greg Callahan's up there, Jesse Millamed, Adrian Daly, Sam Hill... Um, and of course, Richie, Martin, yeah. Francois, Jerome, Jared, blah, 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 sure. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you look at the top 30 field and you're yeah. like, man, any one of these guys could be on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. You look at the top 20, any one of these guys could win. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely lifted and been, it's a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, the winter is um, 
full on. <laughs> yeah. Once we finish racing in October, um, I guess we, I try and have about four weeks off, like off, off, yeah. um, and just enjoy donuts, try not to get too fat, <laughs> uh, enjoy some time at home and, and yeah. not think about training. And then, yeah, from mid-November to early December, it's full on again. You're, yeah. you're riding, I was lucky to go back to Australia and you're riding for anywhere from six to eight hours a day in double sessions. Um, you're in the gym usually two to four days a week. Yeah. Uh, there's the yoga. There's there is everything. It's and a, the diet, a, dietary program to go with it. The dietary program wasn't wasn't too gnarly for me this year. I've been gnarly in the past, and uh, definitely went down the organic this and the imported lettuce leaf from here and <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But it it just become it become harder work than it was more than it was beneficial right you know you go to south america or you go to europe and your breakfast is two croissants and a cappuccino and all of a sudden you can't have your organic molasses that's from the himalayan mountains <laughs> and your uh, spring water from hawaii and you just turn into a head case yeah, right <laughs> so i had to relax that a little bit and i kind of based it more on how big my workload was you know if it was a reasonably light day of like a thousand calories burnt over a chilled workout then okay maybe no ice cream that night but yeah, if right. it's two thousand calories and you've done a couple of big workouts sure let's enjoy some ice cream yeah, or right. something simple and then if it was like a three thousand calorie day and you've done six or seven or eight hours on the bike Dude, it's okay if you have some ice cream. It's yeah. fine if you have a pizza. You know, <laughs> Go for it. You're okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's a lot more relaxed. And even at the races, you know, if that's if you're so fragile that that's going to bring you undone, then there's a lot of other things you need to worry about yeah. than just having a bowl of yeah, ice cream. Yeah. So we've been here at the giant uh, rain launch, the new 2018 rain, and the bike has gone longer, lower, slacker still. Yeah. And that's uh, in, in large part due to uh, the kind of riding that you guys are doing. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your bike and sort of uh, what you were looking for because you were heavily involved in redesigning it and uh, where it's come to now, like a bit of the angles and what it looks like. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a cool project to be a part of. This is the first time I've been a part of a, a project with Giant from the very beginning to, to this point. So sitting in the office and uh, having Kevin Dana, the lead uh, lead engineer, ask you what you want, it's pretty daunting as an athlete, you know, like you know what you want, but you don't necessarily sure if the whole world wants that. So uh, everything I asked for, Kevin did. Right. And uh, yeah, we lengthened it. Um, it made the rear end feel shorter. Um, it already had a slack head angle, and we, we experimented with trying to lower the bottom bracket even more, and it, we ended up going too low, and mm-hmm. we worked out that our current bottom bracket height was, was sweet. So, um, yeah, to have it all come together in the package that we have now, the 2018 Rain, is, is really, really cool. Yeah. And, and the Enduro World Series has really you know, developed that bike. The tracks are getting yeah. gnarlier, they're getting steeper, they're getting rougher, and... Uh, You've really got to have a good bike underneath you with yeah. good geometry, good angles, good everything, yeah. um, as well as the rider. So, mm. so yeah, the, the tracks are developing rougher and rougher and rougher. But by the time we get to it at the end of the day, they are destroyed. You're They're right. fully shit-kicked. It's out of control. <laughs> right, right. And uh, to be able to drop into those, and you see it in practice and it's a trail, then you see it on race day and it's totally different. Right. Then right. you still got to send it, yeah. Um, and that's where we wanted that little extra length uh-huh. for stability, and yeah. that extra length and the improved um, leverage ratio and linkage with the Maestro suspension and the trunnion mount shock yeah. improved the cornering. Uh-huh. And uh, and you know the days are getting longer, so we needed to pedal better. So that was also part of the trunnion mount shock and and that whole package, the new linkage, and uh, yeah, it pedals dramatically better. So it's the same brain we always loved with all the. I guess negative points improved, right? Which just 
right. added up to and, a, and a great package. And you pushed, uh, you guys pushed out the, the reach in the top tube by maybe, let's say on average, maybe 20 millimeters yep. per size, whatever. But then you still ended up sticking with an extra large after all that. Totally. So yeah, our original thought process was trying to get us back on our original sizes. So 2015, I moved to an extra large uh -huh. and then uh, never went back. Right. Extra large with a 50 mil stem, stoked can't even understand why I rode a large. Right. And then, uh, yeah, we thought 2016 rode the same. Then we thought, okay, well, maybe I can get back onto a large if we extend the reach and make it a little bigger. Yeah. And uh, we did that. And then all of a sudden, I loved it even more. All right. So I went, uh, I tried the 50 mil stem. It didn't have enough weight on the front end. I went back to a 40. And then my next step was going back to a large. But I went back to a 40. And all of a sudden, it was easy to go that fast. Right. It was even easier. Right, and all of right. a sudden, you could go even harder. And it was right. like, whoa, yeah. okay. Okay, I'll have this. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it just got better and better and better. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, maybe that backfired. <laughs> but uh, I love it. I right. really, really love the extra reach and the extra room. And I'm six foot one, yeah. 85 kilos. And yeah. it's it's really is the best package I've had so far. It's an easy it's an easy bike for me to ride. I, it, I reach my limit before the bike does, yeah. which is perfect for the right. current EWS age yeah it's ideal so you think the Enduro World Series is headed like still in the right direction you said the tracks are getting pretty gnarly some of these latest races have been pretty big days out like you guys have been put through the ringer is it is it you know is it getting to be too much is it on the right track is it the right balance of fitness to technical ability is all that on track um, it's definitely getting harder and harder um, each race this year it's it's hard to tell because they've been so wet and that adds a whole another element yeah. to it that yeah. uh, none of us are really used to. Right. But the liaisons are getting tighter, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's because of the water or like because of the wetness, or maybe because everybody's riding e-bikes that <laughs> test the tracks, and no one has the same feeling anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I don't know. Um, it's definitely getting pretty hard. It's I I hope it doesn't get harder because it'll lose the fun factor of it right you know we still want to enjoy racing our bikes as much yeah. as the pros want to race and win and train yeah. and be the animal that we need to be to win that thing yeah you still want to enjoy riding your bike and have a good time and uh to be honest we've definitely it's not quite as enjoyable this year regardless of my own personal situation as it has been in the past right like every race is a battle right you've got to finish yeah yeah and yeah. uh you know when it turns wet in malau and portugal you've got some stages that you're like you're you're starting the day to finish and your main goal is to not crash finish each stage and get to the finish in get time to, get to the end of the day yeah. on time yeah and that that wasn't like that in the yeah. past for, for some races so it's it's definitely becoming hard um i don't think it's at the point where it's too hard yet but it's it's on the rise to being too mm -hmm. hard i think yeah i think uh i don't think they need to kill us yeah, to right. make it enjoyable and right, make right, it a right. good race right. <laughs> So, so where are you at now physically for the rest of the year? You're you're recovered or not quite yet? Uh, I think I'm pretty close to being recovered. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not in the form I was coming out of the summer of Australia. Yeah. Um, we're mid-race season now, so yeah. you can't really gain much fitness with yeah. the way the season's laid out. Yeah. We do have some breaks, but you know, in those breaks, you've got yeah. sponsor obligations and sure. you've got other stuff you need to take care of. So um, I think I'm, I'm as fit and healthy as I can be right now. And heading back to North America and back to my home race of Whistler it's, yeah. it definitely makes it a lot more comfortable yeah um, <laughs> the fact that it's going to rain again <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, not so comfortable but it is what it is I think yeah, everybody's right. used to it now right. um, I really enjoy racing Colorado sure obviously I enjoy racing Whistler it's yeah. the kind of terrain I, I dig riding I don't yeah. ride in Whistler very much mm -hmm. but the terrain I ride in North Vancouver 
is similar and yeah. it's the stuff I enjoy. Yeah. And then finale's finale. Finale's yeah. always awesome. I've yeah. always had a good time in finale and I really want to finish the season strong and uh, have that as a positive note heading into 2018. So, you know, this season is what it is and I'm lucky to have the support of Giant behind me for uh, for everything, you know, with my family, with waiting for our baby girl and and uh, supporting me through the I guess the tough times when it's yeah. it's not so much podiums yeah. and uh, good results, but they're still there and they've got my back and we've got cool opportunities like this rain launch and uh, you know we've got a plan for 2018 and and already 2018's starting to take shape and, sure. and already moving forward. So yeah. folks, right now in the next couple of races, try and uh, get some results back on the board and just get some mojo back. Keep, just keep enjoy the rubber it. side down. Keep the rubber side down <laughs> and stop hitting the deck. <laughs> Well, Josh, thanks a lot for talking to us. It's been awesome hanging out with you, watching your ride. You certainly look like you're back on it, man, ready to send it. So yeah. we'll keep an eye out for you on the, on the old uh, leaderboard. And wish you all the best, mate. Cheers. Thank you.